Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range, or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to teach you how to take back your life and dare to progress towards bettering yourself, honing your gifts, and using them for good in the world. Listen in to be inspired by others who are walking the same path of self-improvement paired with self-love, and to be a part of a community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Hello, thank you so much for tuning in to part two of my interview with Brooke White. Now, I shared part one before. If you haven't listened to that, definitely start there. We are talking about social media, what we can do to curb our involvement with it and take back our lives and actually live with our eyes open as Brooke shares in this part two. So part one was more about Brooke's own evolution through social media, how it went from something that she used personally to connect to friends or family, and then moved into more of a business relationship and to connect with a bigger community. And we talked about how there was so much good in that, but that even with that goodness there, it still became something that controlled her life and was in her mind. So now we are going to talk about in part two, what, what this was like for her to step back. She took a, a month off of social media a few months ago 
and what she learned from that and how since then she has been trying to put some parameters on her use of social media and how she is doing her part to connect with her real live loved ones in front of her um, primarily first. So it's like I shared in the first episode or the or like I shared in part one, we don't have the answers here. Brooke is so generous in allowing us to be part of the messiness that is trying to get recalibrated, to think through things and to figure out what's working best for ourselves. So you do need to hear this though. You need to hear what Brooke learned. And one of them just like almost made me ball on the spot when she talks about realizing that what she had missed was right in front of her with her children and what it was like to be the only person in a room without a phone and how different that felt. Um, and I mean, there was just so much there, but also at the end of our chat here, you are going to hear what Brooke learned about owning and accepting herself for who she is. And my goodness, folks, it is some of the most beautiful things I have heard. And I've interviewed over a hundred people not all of them have aired yet, but I'm telling you, this is, this is it this is the answer to everything I'm doing for this podcast. So let's stop wasting her time and get right into it with Brooke White. When we left off, I was asking Brooke about uh, when she knew it was time. And she talked about uh, in part one, some of the things that led up to her taking a break uh, from social media. But here is when I really dig more into that feeling that she had that it was time. So Let's take it away. So for you, was this more of like a a series of moments that kept pulling you to this thought, like I need to put this down and or out of my head? Or was it one definable moment for you that gave you um, that push to to take a break and to set some parameters to to become more intentional? I... I would say that it was kind of like, kind of like the, um, you know, kind of like I was playing the, the night, the 3 a.m. night when I was doing the mm-hmm. up now kind of situation. Yes. I wouldn't say it was as, as like sudden as that. Um, but it was kind of like, I think over time, I just kept having this feeling like you need to take a break. Yeah. You need to take a break. And I, I had done, I, we didn't bring this up, but I did a shopping fast mm-hmm. um, the year prior when I was pregnant from May to all through May to my birthday, which was June 2nd. And so this coming year, I was like, should I do another shopping fast? And I was considering doing that again. Um, and it really started hitting me like, no, you should do a show, social media fast. Like mm-hmm. that's your, that's, that's your current drug of choice. Like mm-hmm. you need to. Like I could feel its effects. Like I could feel the tension in my home, my kids screaming, my you know just just the tension. I could feel you know the kind of disconnect happening in my my real life with people, and you know, and also just I was wondering like what other types of things I was missing, what other kinds of fogginess I was in, like mm. what I had felt before with the shopping and the yeah. consumerism and the clothing and everything. It, you know, it was just kind of like, I just need to get clarity, I think is what I felt like, is I need clarity. And it also freaks me out, like, whoa, <laughs> am I wasting other people's time and taking them away from their lives? And the answer oh, is interesting. yes. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yes. So wait, you... you, you so took... there was also this, like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, you realized like that responsibility you had too. Um, so you took that week right. off and then it turned into a month. What, what was it the did. hardest part about doing that? So, yeah, it was in the first week, I would say, you know, I was quote unquote off, but I wasn't really, let's be honest. I was still kind of in that habitual checking. You check the fridge for something yeah. to eat, like something that you, you know, you checked five minutes ago and you go back and you're like, oh, I thought something yes. <laughs> amazing. You just, you know, you want to see what's going on. And I would say there was that the the fear of missing out there was that like oh either you're out of the loop or like you're not in the game right like there's some sort of not being in the game and and so yeah I I think I just kind of like was in the mode of like withdrawing right sure trying to break some oh I want to share this or like so I was in my home all day without running to my phone, like Instagram Mm. to share uh, whatever I was going through and kind of like have some sort of outlet. And, and so it was really challenging. That first week was like, Oh, I just want to run back into the arms of Instagram. (laughs) Well, one of my friends said that she did, she did her own little social media fast a little while ago. And and she said the thing she did not expect that happened was a loss in her confidence because she wasn't able to get right. that feedback and um, validation feedback. as often right. as she had it before. And that was a harder transition than she did not expect that. Oh, 100%. And I think we just really need to, I feel like it's really important to, to note that as all human beings, we really need this. But I think, and I don't want to zero in on moms because I think all people feel this in different ways. The need for validation in your life or some sort of feedback, like you said, that we're doing good or we're doing all right or just some sort of interaction from people that understand where you're at. And I think we do also get that is that community that understands kind of where you're at, like what you're going through. You know, you connect with these people as, as moms, it's sort of, sometimes you feel really vulnerable because Mm -hmm. again, needing that feedback and connection and that validation, I think, social media is kind of the, is really kind of the go-to place for that. And like I said, there's some positives about that, but also some really kind of, I think, scary, scary things about that. So like for me, realizing being off, like not having it, like it was really apparent to me how much I was, I was leaning on that, how much I was kind of like depending on that for my, for my mm-hmm. happiness or even in my brain, like some sort of hit in my brain that I was getting. Like, yeah, again, like there's dopamine. Oh, no, we're going to find out more about the brain, the, the dopamine, the, mm-hmm. the brain science behind why this is really so powerful. But um, after that first week, I decided if I was going to, if I was really going to do this for real, that, the, that I just had to delete it off my phone. Like mm. I, I couldn't have the option to, to go there. It's like, you know, like when I, when I, when I went on my shopping fast, it was like, stay out of you the know, bar. to me, it was like, stay out of the bar. Don't go to Target. Target was my bar. Like, don't yeah. think you're going to go there and not buy crap. Of course you are. Like, mm. you're just going to go look. Yeah. Since when? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? So like for me, I was just like, you gotta, you gotta take the possibility. You gotta, you gotta remove it. So I took it off my phone. 
And that's when things got really real and really amazing. Yeah. Tell me about that then. I would say after kind of that, which, yeah, I think it was like, uh, when I just realized it wasn't there anymore for me to look at, like I hardly picked up my phone. I'm telling you, my phone was in the other room. It was places I didn't even know where it was. Like, (laughs) oh, where's my phone? I mean, really, when was the last time you didn't know where your phone was and you Mm. didn't care? Right? Uh Like, where you're just, were you to this place where like your phone is a phone to use as a phone? Like, yes. Oh, I mean, yeah, I had, don't get me wrong. I still had text messages, but I also have an Apple watch. So I was just using that for my text messages. I would know if someone was calling me or texting me, but I didn't need my phone on me. I just, you know, I didn't. And so, and as a matter of fact, when I was doing that, I also told Summer, who I do Girls With Glasses with, I told her I was doing that. And I said, you know, for Girls With Glasses, you know, I might have to, I know I might have to do things here and there, but I'd prefer to stay off of it. And she was really supportive. <laughs> I think great. everybody was like, and my family and my immediate circle was, was really supportive, you know, mm-hmm. because like, you know, I don't know if they would have told me like, you have a huge problem or anything, but I think they knew like, yeah, I, like I said, like my ability to be present and yet still down in my phone, like I was kidding myself that I was somehow living both lives. Like it's just not real. It's an illusion. <laughs> So, so did you I feel that, that sense point, of freedom? I, yeah, oh, go ahead. That. Yeah, tell me tell me about oh, yeah. like the one of the greatest benefits of doing that then. Like what did what was the best part oh. of that? Of that All time? I can say is it's just like it's just like a weird freedom. It's just yeah, I had all these creative ideas I wanted to like there was some times where I was like, "Man, how can I just be creative right now without Well, I was like, "Well, you could still dance without putting it on your story." You could still yeah. dance. You could still turn up the music. You could still, you know, just do what you were doing, like, without, like, instead of having a conversation with your phone about a deep or a deep thought, like, call your sister and have that conversation. Call oh, your friend yeah. or mm. get together and have lunch with someone and never even look at the phone during that lunchtime, during that, during that lunch, like, it was really amazing. I'll tell you what one thing that really hit me. And it was that I was like the only one not looking at my phone. What, what thing you realize when you're not on your phone <sighs> is that everybody else is on their phone. Mm-hmm. And what it made me, okay, here was my huge epiphany. Huge epiphany yeah, is tell me. now you know what it feels like to be your kid. Now you know what it feels like to be your child. <sighs> like they're the only ones that don't really, you know, they're starting to pick up our phones. Obviously they're learning for us. They want them. They're seeing it. They're, they're watching us, you know, hold them and constantly be engaging with them, looking down at them. But for them, you know, how, I just wonder how like solitary and just kind of depressing it was to always be trying to get some of the tension and, or wanting to be a part of something and and even, and seeing that your both of your parents are just glued to their phone. Like, it was That's a huge eye-opening experience. Like, this is what it feels like to be your child. And I thought mm. that was a really strong epiphany I had wow. during it. And also, I remember just being with other people and my, you know, friends or family. And everybody was on their phones. And there was a part of me that was, like, bummed and, or kind of angry. Like, hey, guys, mm. can't we just be together? And, and it, you know, obviously, it's easier to feel that way when you're not in it. But obviously, mm-hmm. I couldn't say that because I was like, you know what? You you've been so guilty yeah. until now, mm-hmm. 
you know, and sometimes I wanted, you know, Dave wasn't really doing the fast, so he wasn't. So sometimes I felt like I wanted to get mad at him for being on his phone. Like, hey, can't we just do this together? Like, let's let's go phone free. Like, you know, I want to get radical and like, let's just, yeah. let's just go phone free. And But, you know, again, it, it took me being off, 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 like going off the grid to just really feeling and seeing it. And I'll tell you by that last week, it was so golden. It was so pure, like the clarity of everything. Like it was, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but like when my kid was like laughing or just looking at me, it's like I saw them. I heard them. I I could just, I, I, I just felt like I could see them. I could hear them. And, it, and I realized at that time that it had been a long time. It had been a long time Mm. since I had really heard and felt them. Like I could look into their little eyeballs and just be like, wow, you've been here this whole time. And I feel like I've really missed Mm. a lot of your magic. Mm. And it's hard because, you know, we would turn to the phones when we felt like we needed an escape from it all. But again, it's just that pendulum swung so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or to share it. Oh, look how magical this is. It would be even so much more magical if I put it on a photograph and a picture with the filter and, and I turn up the contrast and then I kind of brighten this and then, oh, wow. <laughs> you know? Yes. Like, <laughs> and look, oh. I do want to hold these moments. I do want to take photos. I do want to document. I think there's a, a lot of greatness in this, but I don't think we're documenting as much anymore. I don't think it's about documenting so much anymore. Let's, I think you're that's just right. the reality. You're right. <laughs> it isn't for the scrapbook so much as it's, and I've realized that uh-huh. since I've been working on trying to build a community of people who are working on themselves, there's so much irony behind what I do. It is so much of trying to get irony, back. It's a lot of irony, isn't it? It oh is. Gosh. But when I scroll through my phone, you know whose face I see the most is mine. I know. I hate that. I, and and it, like you it said, too. it's not so much about the kids and those moments and documenting that. It's it's my face. Um, and that's been something I've been thinking about a lot, too. I've been feeling this pull for a while to pull back. I mean, I did a whole episode on it last year around this time. And we did a whole challenge. And it changed a lot of people's habits. And it changed my own habits and the way I did it. But amazing. the amazing. thing about it, though, I hate is the pull. The pull that's always there, the... Like you, you're reaching for it, the instinct and, and when you went through this whole month and you have a lot more to lose, this is why I wanted to talk to you about it because you do have a lot more to lose than most people to take a break, to pull it back, to curb your habits. It's a riskier thing for you. Someone who is building your community for a reason. I mean, your music lies a lot in that and um, your and your evolution as an artist and with girls with glasses, um, it, you have more to lose. So how did doing that, you know, you've talked about the magic that you felt at the end and now you're trying to find that balance. Um, what does that look like for you now? Yeah. What parameters are you exploring? What limits have you put in place? <sighs> and, 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 you know, I know that's not going to be a perfect, this is works completely um, no. or not, but what's helped no. you? Well, parameter wise, thanks you know? for framing the question that way, because yeah, it's really important to recognize that I don't have it figured out. I don't, 
exactly know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I think I've tried to be kind of vocal about that yes. on Instagram just to kind of externally process that I know that I don't really know what my purpose is out there or what my, you know, I don't have a niche. I don't, um, but like I, I've, I've talked a lot about creating boundaries and rules. And, um, I think, you know, I kind of have been trying to, it's been a little bit experimental. Yeah. Um, and yes, you're right. Like right now I'm just, I'm, I'm working on a new record. Like I'm gearing mm-hmm. up to share and have to put something out there, which I got to be honest, it makes me sick yeah. to promote and to I share mm-hmm. and and have to ask people to buy something. I mean, it's very vulnerable to begin with because music is incredibly personal mm-hmm. and definitely hit some nerves for me. Um, but like, I don't want to be all or nothing. I just don't think that's the answer for me. Um, it's difficult uh, because I feel like that's how I have to be sometimes. Like Maybe to jumpstart it, right? Like you said. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But not right. Not I mean, I feel like I can't. Right. Well, it really makes me laugh with the spending fast. One girl, she made the most hilarious comment. She goes, I like how you call it a spending fast because you're on a spending fast. You're either doing a spending fast or you're spending fast. <laughs> and it just, you know, it made me laugh, but that's the reality is just, there's this, it's just, I just want to believe that I don't have to be extreme about this. I mm-hmm. want to believe that, yes, there is something really important and valuable in this. Otherwise it wouldn't exist. Yeah. And that there's a need still to do it, but that we just can't go like, let it just take over and ruin us. There you go. And, and ruin relationships. And there you go. But like the actual execution of what that looks like is, is mm. something that I'm really trying super hard to figure out. And, so and for me, hard. like I've made myself some like kind of rules. So, so right. What I've kind of been doing is I generally take off Sundays. Mm. I have one full day where I am for the most part, um, completely Instagram free. Yeah. And not that not every once in a while, last Sunday, I posted something, but like the majority of the time I post nothing on Sunday. It's a Sabbath day for me. I try to take a day of rest, a day with my family to really be with them. Um, and then I would like in a perfect world, I feel like two days off a week, like any other job would be 
awesome. I like again, what's hard for me is like it is a job and it's not a job, right? It's yeah, a very it's blurred fun. line. But this, <laughs> as a this job Instagram that... space for me is like, mm. yeah, like I'm not going on promoting things that making me money. Yes. But like someday, like when I start sharing music, well that's that leans a little bit more towards, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, and I'm an independent artist. Helps. I know I'm not going to sell a, a gajillion records, but anything that I do get is because I'm going to have to promote it. Yeah. Right. So like there is this part of me that's like, man, Brooke, should you start trying to kind of expand and grow? But then there's, it feels like something so inauthentic for me that it's hard for me to do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but that's, then I just, I don't, I'm worried about turning into a monster and just going too far. It's really hard. I'm just going to just say it right now. I don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying, I can say this much. I'm trying to spend each day. I'm trying to go into it with a more intentional. I know that's a word that gets thrown a lot around a lot these days, but really in a more mindful, intentional place. Um, I did have this rule that, to be completely honest, it kind of slipped back on a no phone when my kids are in the room and my husband. Yeah. But then that was hard. And I thought I won't post until they go to bed, but let me just like with the schedule I'm keeping right now, I'm, I'm doing so many things. It just got to the place where it was like, I was not posting at all because like the reality was I was always with someone. I was either with my kids or at the end of the night I was with my husband. And then I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't want to blow him off. It's like, when am I going to do this? Like, when am I going to post? And, you know, when do I start, like, find kind of that creative little, you know, spark of where I was at before when I was kind of going hard on, you know, there's like a place where I was just like really creatively, like coming up with so many great ideas and all this sharing. And now it's kind of slow because I've pulled back. Yeah. So I really just am like, not sure. Mm-hmm. what I'm going to do moving. Some days I'm like, okay, today's your day. You can go full throttle, go share. And then tomorrow take the day off, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the like ideally I would love to just never have the phone in my hands when I'm with my kids. I would love to just, I'm so scared of what their future looks like as a result of me always having my phone. I just worry because we're already seeing the huge issues and who knows what it'll even be like as they get older, like yeah. what's going to be next and how it will change. But yeah. what we know is that they'll never know life without a phone in mm-hmm. their, you know, in their world, like in their just surroundings at any given time. So for them and for their upbringing, like some of it just want to throw it in the trash all for them, yeah. nearly 100% for them and their well being. And that there's days where I'm like, it's totally worth just completely giving it up so that I can protect them. But Mm -hmm. then again, I just think because of like what I believe, like I really believe God to bring God into this for me. I feel like God is just demanding a higher level of consciousness about this. And it's like, I want, I feel like the need to use it. Like, Hey, you're going to need to, you're going to use this, but I just need you to be super, just learn and just keep learning and just trying to just keep being better. Just in terms of moving forward with social media, like I don't exactly, like I said, I don't exactly know what it looks like, but what I want is to not have a spirit of fear about it. Yeah. More of trust as I put myself more in line with a, like I, you know, in my, in in my faith, I know you share the same faith as me. We talk a lot about revelation and personal Mm -hmm. revelation And I think this is really, really crucial 
really, really crucial, this revelation thing. Some people call it intuition and flow. There's this big study on flow right now. And for me, flow is really synonymous with revelation. Mm -hmm. And that is where you are not meant to do one thing for the rest of time. Like your life will take different shapes, different forms, different paths. And the most important thing is that, that in all of it, that you're just listening, you're paying attention, and you're doing it. So if in social media, you get called to take a break, take a break. If you get called to return, return. If you feel like you're, if the thing is just that in tuneness, that being mm -hmm. in tune is the most important thing. And I think the big fear of social media is that, again, it can put us in that fog. It can put us in that dull state. And so sometimes walking, stepping away is what's really important is that you can prime yourself so you know what it feels like to be clear to be away from it, and then you can come back with a clear mind. That's why I feel like taking these mm. intermittent breaks more often will help me have a more clear mind about it. I, I think that. that's what my hope is, even though I'm not quite sure what it's going to look like. Yep. I know it won't be perfect. Like you said, it's about progress and just yep. continually trying and continually putting your best effort. But like, I know that I know I'm not going to be perfect. I know there's some days that I'm going to like, I kind of had a little relapse there and okay, sure. now tomorrow I need to do better. And, yeah. um, I I've done that, but like, you know, Monica, I don't, I don't have like a, and I know you, you framed it this way. I don't have a definitive answer on that. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to use my guidelines. Taking the day off a week for me is really valuable at the very least. Anybody listening, I would say first and foremost, take a break. Yeah. Take Just a break. Take a break. Whatever that looks like, yep. at the very minimum, a week, at the bare minimum. But that's not even enough. I'm telling you, we got to have, like, I talked to a girl the other day who's been off a year. And wow. I just high-fived her so hard because I thought, wow, you must feel so good. Yeah, You must feel so good. And I won't pretend like being on social media is just, like, I feel good. I mean, there's a lot of great things and, you know, fun totally. things. But, like, when I came back off my first fast, it was, I cried <laughs> when I got on and I was scrolling. It was like, Oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for this. I'm not yeah. ready to step back into this world. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a lot. Like I just will, I just want to be awake in it because I want to realize yeah. the power that it has the power, like just recognize the power that it has in your life and its influence in so many ways. And, and for me, what that looks like because of my background and what I'm trying to do with, with music, but also as just a human being who yearns and feels the pull to share and to communicate and be a part of a community and hopefully share some sort of love and joy and lightness. I mean, that is important to me. And I do think it's necessary, but at what cost? And that's the mm -hmm. big question. Oh, okay, so you know, one of the words you said earlier about the effect that it had on you was fog. Like you just felt in this fog, and now where I think where you're yep. ending up is, I, we're not going to give someone here's a list of what you need to do. This is how you will have the perfect balance. But what we're trying to get at here is get a clear head about it, and that's a word you just used here is yep. trying to get into that headspace where you are clear. And it's not going to be 100% anything. Um, but that is the whole point of this oh. conversation is, is pushing ourselves to, is to not this all or nothing thinking, because I think all or nothing thinking 
is actually a really terrible place to live and it's not yeah, practical. It's not real. It's not reality based. Yeah. Nope. It's going it's to not. set you so- yourself up for failure. And, um, but you know, but like right. you said, having some aspect of a break to build that, to, to give that clear mind and that, that chance for you to think about and to evaluate what that's going to look like for you and then practicing it and evolving in it and changing it and shifting it sometimes daily, sometimes hourly, but hopefully we'll get to that place where we are clear headed and we're using it in a way that's going to benefit ourselves and others and our children. And I love that you are trying like high five to you. Yeah. For for taking this Thank big so risk. Much. Yeah, for trying and sharing it and allowing us to be a part of it and to learn from you. And I hope we can challenge ourselves to take that step too and and to challenge ourselves to take the risk, no matter what that looks like. Take yeah. the risk. Um so Brooke, I I have enjoyed this conversation so much. Um, when I when I first started chatting with you, I said, Thank I you. love seeing the evolution you've taken on in your life. A big part of what I've seen you doing is embracing who you really are. And that's meant the parts of you that aren't so pretty, the parts of you that are hard to embrace and to find in yourself. I mean, a lot of of what I've discovered in myself are things I don't like, but in discovering that, yeah, (laughs) what I want to hear my final question for for you today is how has embracing who you really are deep down, the good, the beautiful, the hard, the ugly, how has that transformed your life recently to embrace you. Wow. Really, really timely question because I was just thinking about it today and it was one of those things that I felt like was maybe worth putting out there at some point. Yeah. When I turned 33 is when I felt like I had like a really a kind of a, a breakthrough for lack of a better word. Um, a huge shift, a huge change. Um, really? <laughs> and I just turned 35 just recently and I'm, I'm really excited about being 35. Like I don't yeah. feel like, Oh, I'm getting so old. I just feel like I'm in my prime. Like this is the prime time. Yeah. But when I turned 33 is when I had this really huge, a very simple, but extremely powerful moment. And um, for me, a huge part of my life was a lot of self doubt, insecurity, you know, lack of mm-hmm. confidence, like so many people, yeah. and a lot of self-loathing, a lot of self-hating, mm. um, and a lot of like, you know, because of all those unpretty parts, those flawed things, the realities and the truths that I was just never going to be perfect, and my fear of not being loved because I could not be perfect. I think yeah. that was really huh. like my fear of of disappointing, not just like people in my life, but even at a god level. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't even sure if, like, I was good enough for God for a good long time. And that is a really rough space to be in because all you're trying to do is prove yourself constantly. <sighs> and while, yes, I do believe we are here on earth to, in some way, prove ourselves, I don't think we have to prove our, like, worth or our lovability to God at any time. Like, mm-hmm. that's something I've come to find. But before that, I felt like I really did. Like I really had to jump through some very serious hoops to feel loved. Mm-hmm. And I, I came, like, I got to say that saying I came from a very loving home, very yeah. loving parents, but for whatever reason, because of my innate perfectionism mm-hmm. and my need for some sort of feedback or just 
I don't know, like for me, it was like always in this place of I am never going to be good enough and I hate myself for it. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when I was a child, I remember writing on a piece of paper, front to back, I hate myself, I hate myself, I hate myself, front to back. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Like mm-hmm. if, I saw, if I saw my child do this, I would just freak out. I would, and my parents too, like, yeah. I just can't imagine like just, you know, knowing this. So for me, that self-hating, that self-loathing, I'll never be good enough. I'm not worthy um, place that I was stuck in, this kind of very awful place. I had this moment after going through the infertility, which isn't it interesting. I think that experience is really crucial for me because mm-hmm. it was really changed me both on yeah. a, like on a personal level, on a public level, who I was, who I was forced to face, like mm-hmm. going through that kind of darkness and that transition as a, from a, a it all kind of came to a head right then and there. And after I had Sunny, who was just the most oh, gift, what a gift. Mm-hmm. He brought this kind of light into my life. And I remember just like finally, I remember I was in my kitchen standing at the counter. And it, this thought came to me. And whatever, I'm just going to, again, call it like a spiritual prompting. Yeah. And it said, it was like this. It was like a question. And it said, Brooke, do you want to love yourself? Do you want to stop hating yourself? It was like a really just simple question. Do you want to love yourself? Do you want to stop hating yourself? And it was like this desperate, like, yes, I want to stop. I just, like, it was like, I give you permission. Like, I want you to know, like, Mm -hmm. I, you are allowed to, you are allowed to stop. You're allowed to choose to love yourself. And it's not selfish. It's not self-centered. It's quite simple. You're just, if you want to and you're ready, go ahead. And I didn't even cry. It was not like that. It was just like a, it was so like, really? Is it that simple? Can I really just choose that? Can I really choose to just be like suddenly after years of self-loathing and self-hating, can I really just say I'm going to stop hating myself? Can I really just do that? Am I really able to do that? And in that moment, it's like, I got it. I saw it. And in that moment I was like, okay, I do. I really want that. I really, really, really want that. And it was just like, okay, you give it to yourself right now. You're the one. It's all waiting on you. It's all waiting on you whenever you're ready. And, you know, I just realized all this time, like, God already did love me. You know, people in my life loved me. How much more love could I ask for? The one person that was holding, like, really, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's people out there that don't love me. That we could get, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> the people that were, that mattered the to counter. me. Like, mm-hmm. the one person that was withholding love was me. I was the one person holding it back. And when I finally, like, in that moment, just said, I want to. And it was so simple. I stopped yes. thinking about hating myself. I stopped even thinking about it. It was, it was so much less thought about myself at all. It was just freedom. And I just felt such a, like, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have relapses. I slide back sure. because that was a lot of years. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, that was my big, that's why... You know, I, I spoke a couple times in my 
after I turned 33 and I did this talk called 10 things that set my soul free at 33. And really that was huge. And I Mm -hmm. think that was like all of that stuff I went through on social media was part of that. Even though it went a little extreme, like I think that was part of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, I just, I, I don't, did I answer your question? I think what I just learned is that like, we have to let, we got to let that love in. It's already there. And I feel like we're all talking a lot about self-love and it's just kind of become like that kind of, I don't want to say it's, it's uh, becoming trite or, you mm-hmm. know, but I, I just want to say like the reality is, is that it's really difficult to feel good about yourself. It's difficult right now to, and we're all trying like shouting it self-love, self-love, but it's really something that no one can give you. I mean, no one else can give it to you Yeah. other than like, uh, and when I say that, like, of course, God and Jesus give it to us, but it's already there. That's what I'm saying is like, yes. it's already there. It's up to us to accept it and to take it and to have it in ourselves. And that's why it's like, it's up to us ultimately to use our agency to choose love and to let go of the hate, let go of the self-hate, let go of the I'm not enough, let go of the self-loathing. And I think when we can do that is when we start finding the freedom. It doesn't mean it's perfect. It doesn't mean that we have all the answers and now we know exactly what to do and how to proceed with life. Yeah. But it takes up so much less energy to constantly Mm -hmm. feel like we're proving our worth and our love to others and to ourselves. Ultimately, we're always trying to prove it to ourselves, even though we're using other people. We're, We're trying to use other people to give that to us right? Definitely. We're using other people to kind of prove that love to ourselves. So I think that's a long answer, but ultimately answer. it's just taught me that each day, each day, if you listen and you loosen it up a little bit and you just put your faith in that day by day guidance and that, that intuition, that spirit, when you're in that place where you're not into the fog of, of self-hate and loathing and not enoughness that we then turn to these other things to buffer away. Like we talked at the beginning, I think is where all links back. I think that's where we can just start finding maybe some more healthier middle grounds. It's not perfect. We'll do our slide backs of days where we're amazing, but I think that's, that's the, that's the place we can at least aim for. It's a better place. It's freedom. You know, I have interviewed yeah. probably around 100 people. I mean, because there are lots of episodes that haven't aired quite yet. But Incredible. That, that amazing. Was, That's so amazing, Monica. And, and it's weird to think about that. I mean, add that up. But what I was going to say, though, Brooke, is that that is, like, the best answer. Uh, I'm, I'm not to rate people, but that is the heart of what I hope to communicate to people, but it's also the heart of what I still struggle with so much myself and to word it so beautifully and so simply like that. I I don't think I could have ever heard a better answer than that. So I'm really grateful that you would share, Mm. share so much, share who you are. I'm grateful that you've been on social media. I'm grateful that you've 
taken us on this path with you and share the ins and outs and the good times, the hard times. And I'm grateful that you're sharing this struggle of balance too. And I just honor you for, for doing that for us and, and for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Brooke. Thank you, Monica. I know it got really lengthy and feel free to chop out whatever you, <laughs> you need to. I, and I thank you for, for um, just being super kind and persistent with me about coming on. I'll tell you, I feel really like when you're doing a podcast, you just feel like you're chatting with a friend and it's, it's, yeah, it's I always worry that, you know, there's a vulnerability in, in sharing a lot of these things, but I'm, well, you know what, what I just, you learn is that ultimately, again, like there's always something bigger, a bigger purpose, something that you just kind of have to get over yourself sometimes because. Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. You know, if, if we're not, if we're not sharing like the real thing about what we're really learning, then I think it's, again, it's just, then we're, it's just not, then what are we there for? <laughs> what are we doing this for? So I have to just commend you for what you're doing, using your platform to really help people embrace the perspective of just progress and just keep trying and aiming and yeah, all the irony and all of it. But I appreciate just the kindness and the, I know that you, I can really feel like a genuine like knowledge that you kind of really have been following along. And I know that, and it really, makes it easier to really speak with you and, and talk oh, with you good. about it. And just thank <laughs> you. Thank you for even having an interest or even caring oh, about goodness. anything I have to say, really well, any of my experiences. And I hope you can make my fear is just that you're going to be like, what do I make? <laughs> what do I make of all of this? Like, no, it's going to be oh, so anyway. it's everything. Thank you. Wow. I mean, can you get over just how amazing that chat was? Thank you so much, Brooke, for making a huge goal of mine come to fruition by being on the show and discussing something that is so important to me and needful for all of us. Um, As I said during our interview, I wanted Brooke because of the incredible transformation she has allowed us to be a part of and her willingness to figure out the messiness of life alongside of us. And you know at the end when she said we need to just get over ourselves and I laughed? (laughs) That's because it's the exact phrase of my workshop that I'm doing tomorrow night and the series of courses I'm working on. And it's just so funny how that works. Like once you open the doors to learning and discovering things, how inspiration comes from all sides and that phrase alone, it just made me chuckle that it keeps coming up for me. Um, so that's what that was about on the show. I referenced a friend's social media fast and how she was surprised by how it made her feel insecure for a while. And that was Kim Christensen from talk wordy to me in the show notes. I linked to her post on what she wrote about what she learned from her fast on social media. And this was a couple months ago. She is an incredible person to follow because she practices so much intentionality with social media. And I actually had her on my show very in the very beginning. Um, and I've linked to that in the show notes. And I also had her again on a technology podcast episode I did a year ago. And I used the word technology when I did that, that, that episode. And I really just meant social media. So if you're into learning more about this sort of thing, I highly recommend listening to that episode as well. Um, it shifted a lot of people's thinking on social media and their habits as well. Kim was a guest as well as Jamie Cook from Wander and Scout. And I've linked to all of those in my show notes, as well as my website, my Instagram and Facebook, where you can get in touch with me. And I know it's really ironic that I am 
telling you those things, but I, there you go. That's the complex, the, that's why this is such a complex topic. All right. I've talked long enough. My only request before you leave today, share this episode, text it to a friend, email it, post about it on social media, just make sure it gets heard far and wide. We all need to go deep about why we're using social media and how to get better control and intention behind it. Our children need us to learn this. So please share it. I'll see you next Wednesday for another chat. And until then, take care of yourself. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.